2 Kings chapter 2. May read a little bit here tonight. In verse 1, it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah, Elijah, I'm sorry, and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they two went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they st still went on and talked that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan, and took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and smote the waters, and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And that's where we'll stop reading. We'll go back to verse 9. And it says, And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah asked, said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now men want a lot of different things in life, don't they? We'll, we'll work our fingers to the bone trying to 
acquire things, trying to get money or a boat or a car or a home or tickets to some event or something of that nature. And we need to examine our priorities. This man, Elisha, had his priorities in the right place. And uh, so, and you can go back and read about Elijah and Elisha. As a matter of fact, I believe the Lord told Elijah to go down and to, I guess you'd say, ordain Elisha to be a prophet. And it came down time, I guess you'd say, for Elijah to die. It don't matter how much we fight it. It don't matter how much many times we put our faith in medicine. And I know we've got a lot of folks today who want to argue and fuss over that. We're all going to die. Somewhere or another, there's a grave for you and for me. And it came down to Elijah's time. And he said, ask anything you want of me, Elisha. And Elijah, I believe, had been a real friend. He'd been a true friend. He'd been one that had stuck with Elijah no matter what he went through. And Elijah, I guess, wanted to do something to help him as a last act, I guess you might say, in his ministry. And Elisha asked this. He said, would you give me a double portion of your spirit? We had good service Sunday, didn't we? Would you like for it to be double? Just give me a double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, you've asked a hard thing. But nevertheless, if you're there, when I pass, the good Lord will grant it to you. Now you pray for a few minutes. Just give me a double portion. I'll never be a millionaire. I used to think that whenever I was young and foolish, that one day I might get there. And maybe you had those thoughts too. I have found out as I got older and worked harder and earned less that I'm never going to make it. I'll never have the fanciest house in Jefferson County or Cock County or East Tennessee. I'll never drive the nicest, most expensive vehicle. But if I follow Elijah's example, I might just get a double portion. Now I've seen and I've heard reports. I've heard Marty talk about it. I heard one of our other members talk about it, about your former pastor, Doug Self. How that one Sunday morning he got in a big way preaching, and I guess this was probably when I was a kid. He was here, I think, maybe in the 70s, early 80s, something like that. He got in a big way of preaching, and Doug might not have been as tall as me, but he was probably about my weight or more. He got in a big way of preaching and he jumped flat-footed 
from the floor to the top of the stand. Boy, them was good days, wasn't they, preacher? I know you think a lot of Doug. He was just a man. And if you'd like to have what he had, you can. Would you give me just a double portion? Just a double portion of your spirit. That's what I'd like to have. He didn't even ask for the mantle. He didn't ask for Elijah's sandals. He didn't ask for Elijah's ability to pray. You know how Elijah prayed, don't you? He prayed that it might not rain for a space of three and a half years, and it didn't. And then he got down and prayed for fire to fall from heaven and consume the sacrifice, and it did. And then he prayed up on top of Mount Carmel that the rain would come, and there was no evidence whatsoever. What's that, preacher? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. When there was no reason for him to think or anybody in Israel to think that it was going to rain, Elijah prayed, Elijah believed, and finally a cloud about the size of a man's hand appeared in the sky, and he said, let's get down from here, it's going to come in abundance of rain. He believed, he prayed, and God delivered. But Elisha didn't even ask him for his ability to pray. He wanted a double portion of his spirit. And this was Elijah's response. You've asked a hard thing. You might say, well, why was that hard? Because number one, it wasn't Elijah's to give. You know how Elijah got that spirit? He prayed. You know how Elijah got that spirit? When 400 prophets bowed to Baal, Elijah stayed true to the Lord. When all of Israel, even the king and the queen Ahab and Jezebel, kneeled to Baal and promoted Baal and encouraged all of Israel to follow a false god, Elijah stayed true to the Lord God of Israel. You want to know why a double portion of his spirit was a hard thing? It wasn't Elijah's to give. It was God's. And you don't just, and I'm sure Elijah was human. He loved this man that he walked with and talked with, Elijah. And if it were within him whatsoever, he would have said, Why, sure, son, I'd love to see you blessed. But he couldn't give that to him. He said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, but nevertheless, if you're with me, when you see me go, the Lord will grant it to you. Why would it be such a hard thing? Because there are conditions on having the Spirit. You have to live right. You have to do according to the way of the, of the Word of God. You have to pray. You have to read His Word. You have to be a light above men. Even, now listen, have you ever tried to do something when the Spirit wasn't around? Have you ever had to stand when the Spirit wasn't on you? There are times that the, the devil will surround you. But I'm here to tell you today, if you'll put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can live right, right next door to hell. 
Would you give me a double portion of your spirit? Now let's take a look at what they did. I read in here, and I read the whole thing because you might not be familiar with this part of the Bible. Did you know there are younger generations that have never heard a lot of the Old Testament? Have no idea who Elisha is. So I'm going to preach to you about him a little bit tonight. Just give me a double portion of your spirit. So the first trek, the first journey that Elijah made with Elisha in tow, he went down to Bethel. Do you know what Bethel is? We read about it first. I believe it was Jacob. He laid his head down upon a stone and had a dream of angels ascending and descending from earth to heaven. And when he awoke, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. For this is none other but the house of God. You're welcome. Preacher, what do you mean? We've lived to a day where people think the church is unnecessary. We've lived to a day to where the people think that it's an option if they're going to be a Christian as to whether or not they go to church. Don't t take this as me judging you. I'm just telling you what Jacob said. He found the Spirit of the Lord at the house of God. You might enjoy it. Ronnie did a good job on the song that he sung tonight. And Isaac did a good job on the song that they sung to tonight. And you may have listened to that and thought, well, that was good. But I'm here to tell you today that if you really want to get all in, you might have felt even a little spirit while they sung. You might be watching from home on Facebook tonight and, and really enjoyed that singing. But if you really want to get in, if you really want to feel the Spirit tug, if you want a double portion, you need to be down at the house of God. I'm telling you today, there's no better place. I felt the Spirit on my lawnmower, Marty. I felt the Spirit in my car going down the road on 2570. Many nights. I've been at the Walmart and talked with some saint about how good God was and felt stirred up within my spirit at the Walmart. But I've seen them run the aisle at the house of God. I've seen them shout and say glory at the house of God. I've seen the church go up in a shout and a saints rejoice. I felt the power of God more at, on the altar at the house of God than I ever have on my lawnmower, in my car, at the Walmart. If you want a double portion, you better make your way down to Bethel. Thank you, Lord. All right. What do you think David said? Now, David had a fine home, didn't he? 
Must have been a two-story home at least because he was able to get up on the roof. David had riches. If he wanted something, all he'd have to say is give me so-and-so and he'd give it to him. But he said this, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. What was Bethel? Bethel represented the house of the Lord. All right. And Elijah went down to the house of the Lord, took Elisha with him. I love training union. Dawn does a good job with it. You know what she uses in there? The King James Version Bible. <laughs> you know what she sings? She sings the songs about Jesus. How he was born, how he died, and how he rose again. <clears throat> but the songs is not what makes the difference. The lessons themselves is not what matters. It's the fact that she's taken these boys and girls down to Bethel. That's what matters. And I'm afraid sometimes, you may not like what I'm about to say, I'm afraid sometimes we let her down. I'm afraid sometimes we don't do our part. Because you see, training doesn't stop. And if it does, shame on us. Training doesn't stop when they come out of the Sunday school room hallway. I'm afraid sometimes we let her down. We let our young folks down. If training stops when the congregational songs start, shame on us. We never, now, I wasn't as fortunate as our young people are. When I was raised up at Rankin, we never had training union. We just had regular Sunday school. Preacher, why are you preaching all that? I'll show you in just a minute. Oh, but the training I received when the saints of God begin to say, you know what I did, Bobby? You probably remember I'd stand beside my mom and dad and John and Frieda Clark. I, couldn't, I didn't know what harmony was. I didn't play an instrument. I just was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to stand up and say, you know what that's called? That's called training. Oh, uh, you know what training I got? We nailed down in front of a four-stack heater every night, Bobby Reed, and I got down with my mom and dad and my sister. That was training. I heard them pray. I heard them call my name. I had the best training that any child could ever get. The power of God would come by. Preacher, this is COVID. We've got to keep our distance. I understand. But I believe what we did Sunday morning was ordained of God. I believe he approved of that. I didn't see anybody hugging necks or anybody shaking hands. But you know why it was... Approved by God, we all came together. Your daughter got to see the church come together. Your daughter got to see the church come together. Your daughter 
got to see the church come together. Your son got to see the church come together. That's vital training. 100% absolutely necessary. That us Elijahs go down to Bethel and that we take Elisha's with us. Moving on. Now let me get this. The prophets down at Bethel went to Elijah and they said, you know, just look at him. It's about time. The master's going to take him. The Lord's going to take your master from him. He said, I know. Just be at peace. Now we know. I'm 55. Some of you are older than I am. I can't run like I did when I was 20. I could get out and do physical stuff, lift things. It was almost as much weight, almost as much as I did. Just work like a dog, be soaked through with sweat, go to bed and sleep good and get right up the next morning and do it again. I can't do that. And I don't know, there are some of you elders that are, have a few years on me, but I would imagine that the older you get, the more physically that you're not capable of doing. It's nature. Death is coming, and we know that. We used to sing this song. After I leave for worlds unknown Over the borderline Will I be missed by those I left? What will I leave behind? Blessed are those who are asleep in the Lord for yea, I want my Elijah, I want my Elisha to follow along. Yay! Though they rest from their labors, their works do follow them. There is not a parent under the sound of my voice that don't want their children to go to heaven. There is not a parent here that if you've been saved by the grace of God, it's a priority in your life that your children follow you right on into glory. Elijah, bring the Elishas to Bethel. And Elijah said, I've got to go down to Jericho. You just stay here. Now see, if Elisha wanted a double portion, if he wanted the spirit that Elijah had, he had to do the things that Elijah did. You might be upset at me, and I know I'm not jumping benches right now, but I just don't believe that you can come in and shout all over the house when you've lived like the devil six days a week. I believe there are qualifications on the Lord's Spirit. Amen. 
Elijah said, I've got to go to Jericho. Elisha said, I'm going to go with you. Nothing's going to separate us. I'm going to follow you. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm right here where I'm at in this hour at this church because of Elijah's eye falling throughout the years. Elijah's like Merle Ison. Elijah's like Bill Kreider. Elijah's like you could name, like Doug Sale. Elijah's like you could name, like Manson Lee. Different Elijah's that took your hand and helped guide you along this journey. He said, we've got to go down to Jericho. Do you know what the significance of Jericho is? If you read about it over there in Samuel, 1 Samuel, you'll come to realize that it was a place of a mighty victory for Israel. They didn't raise a weapon. They didn't fire a shot. But they marched on to victory. Elijah said, I've got to go down to Jericho. Elisha said, I'll just march with you. I'll just go with you. Jericho, the place where a harlot got salvation. Jericho, the place where they threw stuff off the wall at God's children. The place where they cursed them. The place where they would have done them in if they very well could have. But God watched over them. And God brought the victory when they marched the way God told them to. Marched around Jericho. I'm, I'm trying to hurry. They marched around Jericho one time a day for six days. On the seventh day, they marched around seven times. Carried the ark with them wherever they went. Elisha, follow your Elijah. Carry your ark. <laughs> Carried the ark with them. And when he told the priest, they blew the trumpet. That's all I can do. You may not always like the notes I play, but I'm going to keep blowing. Preacher, I ain't never seen you blow a trumpet. What do you think I'm playing right now? They blew the trumpet. And Joshua said, Shout! For the Lord hath given you the city! And why are we sitting around? Dry, never make a sound. It's about time. Oh, Elijah, don't you have a city you're going to one day whose builder and maker is God? One day the walls will fall and we'll rise to meet him in the air with a shout. We've got great victory coming our way. Elijah, let's go to Jericho. And the prophets of Jericho said, you know, now he's an old man. He ain't going to be around much longer. Elders, I'm afraid Satan has told you, you can't do like you used to. I'm afraid Satan has told you, you need to let somebody younger do 
Daniel felt that way, I think. But you know what Daniel was still able to do? He prayed. He was still able to pray. <coughs> and it seems like I pick on you a lot, Miss Greg. Her husband used to be a minister. Her husband pastored several churches. I'm sure she sung a lot at the churches where her husband pastored. She probably made a lot of dinners to feed deacons and church members and things like that. She probably did some cleaning in the church house. Times that things need to be done and the person that was supposed to do that couldn't make it. No telling what all she's done Maybe things that physically she's not able to do anymore. She's still able to raise her hand. Amen. She's still able to praise the Lord. Amen. You may have to, sometimes I've seen you come in with a walking stick. You may have to come in on a walking stick or on a walker, but you're coming. Amen. Elijah, you've got a lot of Elishas that are looking up to you and following you. And I'm not just picking on Miss Greg. I'm talking to every elder at Dutch Bottoms. You've got a lot of Elishas following you. You've got a lot of Elishas following you. Pray on. Keep going on to Bethel. Go on to Jordan. Go on to Jericho. And then go on to Jordan. Because you've got some folks that are following in your footsteps. And blessed you'll be because you weren't. They follow you. Trying to hurry. Elijah said, I'm going to go down to Jordan. You just stay here. You just stay here, Elisha. He said, no, I'm going to be by your side. I'm going to be with you. <coughs> when they got down to Jordan, they had the conversation about what Elisha would like to have. He asked for a double portion. And Elijah took his mantle off and smote the waters hither and thither. And the river of Jordan backed up. And Elijah and Elisha crossed over on dry ground. I've never thrown my overcoat at the French broad and it backed up. I've thrown my fishing reel and the weight and the hook went kerplunk. The water was still there when it hit. Elijah parted the waters on, on the river. How could he have done that? Because he had God's spirit with him. They crossed over. And the chariot and the horsemen of fire came through, separated the men, and Elijah ascended up into heaven. And there laid Elijah's mantle. Can't you just see Elisha after he followed Elijah all them years? Tears rolling down his face. 
He picked up Elijah's mantle and he took it back down to Jordan and he smote it to waters hither and thither and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And the waters parted for him. Why? Because he'd got what he asked for. He had a double portion of Elijah's spirit. I'd like to be able to. Now listen. I'd probably break a leg if I tried that within myself, but I'd like to have a double portion of what Doug Self had that morning when he jumped up on the stand. Listen, it's not about acrobatics. I've heard preachers that walked the pews. I've heard preachers that did somersaults. All I want is the Spirit. What do you want? Because it tells on you what you want. Actions speak louder than words. So, I did a little research. If you count the miracles of Elijah, guess how many that he did? It turns out to be about eight. Eight different ones. I named some of them to you. If you count the miracles of Elijah, guess how many he did? Sixteen. I'd say he got a double portion. You know what Elijah, you know what Elisha did with that double portion? He went down to the widow's house and owed the debtors. They were going to lock her sons up. And he filled her cruise with oil and she took that and borrowed every vessel that every neighbor had until there were no more vessels left. And the Lord provided a miracle through Elisha. Now we don't want to misunderstand that. The Lord provided a miracle, but it was because Elisha had the Spirit. She was able to take that oil and sell it and pay off all the debts. You know what Elisha did with the double portion of the Spirit? He went down to the Shunammite woman's house, a woman that was barren, and he told her because she had took all this care and made a place in her home, in her life, in her heart, for the man of God, that she, a barren woman, would conceive and bring forth a son, and she did. You know what Elisha did with the double portion that he had of Elijah's spirit? We read on where that young, same young lad got sick. And laid on his mother's lap and died. And she went straight to the man of God. She didn't even stop at Gehazi's feet. She ran straight to the man of God. And she told him her heart. And Elisha took the double portion of the spirit that he got from Elijah. And he went down to the house and he stretched himself upon the land and he prayed and the land came forth living and he placed the land back in his mother's arms. That's what a double spirit, double portion of the spirit will do. We have some children here that are in trouble. We've got some children here that are in danger. 
that, that, that Satan is after. He'd like to scoop them up. He'd like to get them as far away from this altar as he could. But the one thing we've got, the one advantage we have, when we get our hearts right, we can have a double portion of the Spirit. Pulling and begging won't work. Telling them what they ought to do and ought not to do won't work. But a double portion of the Spirit will draw them to the altar. Go down to Jordan. We're all going down to Jordan. You know what the significance of Jordan was? How did the children of Israel get to the promised land? Didn't they have to cross over Jordan? I believe Joshua let them down. You see, when Elijah parted the waters of Jordan, that wasn't the first time that had happened. Joshua led the children of Israel down there, didn't he? And they took 12 stones, set them in the middle of Jordan, and showed them that Israel had passed this way. Now, I don't know. This is just pure speculation on my part. There is no scripture to back this up whatsoever. But in my mind, I can see Elijah and Elisha standing right there on the bank. And in the middle of the Jordan is them 12 stones. You know why? Israel passed that way. And Elijah... Telling Elijah, this, son, is how you do it. That's called training. (laughs) Just give me a double portion. Why is the Spirit so important, preacher? Without the Spirit, you are none of mine. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. God is not mocked. Whatever is born of the Spirit is born of the Spirit, and that is born of the flesh is born of the flesh. Marvel not that I say, this is John 3, if you don't believe me. Go to your New Testament, the book of John, and read the story of Nicodemus. This is not missionary Baptist doctrine. It's not free will Baptist doctrine. It's not Presbyterian it's not Methodist. Name a denomination. It's irrelevant. This is the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're going to heaven, you're going through Him. And this is what He had to say. Marvel not that I say unto ye, ye must be born again. You know who He was talking to? Me. You got an index finger? Put it right there. Because He was talking to you. Whether you're Nine or 99, he was talking to you. You must be born again. Born of the Spirit. Born from a Heavenly Father and the Mother Church. Just give me. John had you raise your hands nearly every service. John, I'm glad you do that. Anybody know anybody that's lost? And here goes all the hands. When Zion travaileth, she'll bring forth children. 
You know how we can bring forth children? We need a double portion. Now, I can tell you stories, and you can tell me stories. Peggy Barger was the one that told me the story about Doug jumping up here. I can tell you stories about two or three preachers preaching on the floor at the same time. I can tell you stories about preachers walking the backs of the pews from the front to the back of the church and back. I can tell you those stories, sure. Those people are dead and gone. You can tell me, I can tell you stories about feeling the power of God in my life on the altar, different churches, different places, different years, different times, different stages of my life. You can too. I've seen the power fall here. We had a wonderful service Sunday morning. The power of God fell. People shouted on the altar. You think about the... I'll just, you can give me two more minutes, can't you? I remember whenever I was probably about 20, 21, they elected me, and I've told this before, they elected me assistant Sunday school teacher of the young people's class. I thought, that's fine. The teacher always shows up. I'll never have to do anything. Till one Sunday morning, he didn't show. There I was. They had the chairs in a U in the Sunday school room. There stood me at the little podium with my Bible open, knees a knocking. And I began to read the scripture and try my best to talk and say what the Lord gave me. And then the Spirit came by. And it wasn't a gentle breeze. When I came to myself, I had tears running down my face. I didn't even know where I was at. And everybody in the room was crying. I lost sight of who I was, where I was at. All I could do was praise the Lord. I'd have to say, I felt the Spirit. I shouldn't be satisfied with that. I'd like to feel it double, wouldn't you? Amen. Yeah. I'd like to feel it. Think about your best time, the time that you recall that you just had God all over you. You remember a time like that? Yeah. A time that tears just wouldn't stop rolling. And you rejoiced in the power of God. God just blessed you all over. Times. Two. That's what we're aiming for. That's where we need to be. Amen. Just give me a double portion. <laughs>